Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Bricks King Podcast, where I'm going to bend your ear about Lego, review those amazing bricks of plastic, and discuss what is new and up and coming around the Lego world. I am your minifig host, Matt. Let's belt on it. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. How are you guys doing today? This lovely week that we have in today. I teased last week that we had something awesome and amazing, and I cannot lie. If you saw my post on social media a few days ago, you saw a little bit of a snippet of my minifig character walking down Diagon Alley in front of a few of these sets. And oh my goodness, it was so much fun. It was such a blast. And that's what we're, we're just going to talk about it. I, I, I have so much I want to say, and this is probably going to be a long episode. So bear in mind <laughs> and plan accordingly. Anyway, so again, if you live under a rock, shame on you. But Harry Potter, Lego and Harry Potter, just synonymous, right? They go hand in hand. Well, Lego has released this new set. The one I'm referring to is 75978. It is Diagon Alley of all things. It has a retail price of 400 here in the United States. 400 euros for all you lovely people over there that still go by euros. Or in British pounds, you have 370. But the coolest thing about this, not the coolest, but one of the awesome things about it is the fact that it comes with 5,544 pieces. It just has to be perfect. Those it, The numbers just work so well. But what is really neat is you get a ton of minifigures. You get a few owls in here as well. You get uh, the four large buildings. Now, as I had mentioned before in the press release, these buildings are not modular in the sense that they do not look like the regular modulars that come out every year. They are open in the back, which allows for a lot more accessibility to the detail that's inside, as well as playing around with them, looking at some of the features. You could butt these up against each other. They are able to be connected in that way. There is a Technic brick, uh, a one by two that is on the side that holds a Technic pin that you can connect them just like you would uh, with the standard modular buildings. And also, if you so choose, you want to butt them up behind each other, uh, the backs facing each other, you can do that as well because there is a one-by-one brick that is able to accept a Technic pin. So that is something else that you can do, having that option of 
a sense of modularity, even though it's not modulars in the sense that we think of. However, the fact that they do not are not completely covered up in the back just allows so much more greatness. So I'm going to break each of these buildings down uh, just a little bit at a time. We'll start with one and then we'll go to the next. So what the buildings are, you have Ollivander's wand shop here and you have Scribblest writing implements. That is one section of building. That is one base plate that is used here. And the build for all of these was fantastic. So much fun. So much detail. There are only a few prints. There's printed newspapers. There's the printed tile that is used uh, for this specific set to say, hey, this is Diagon Alley, Harry Potter. It's it's something at the very end. There's 21 bags. I'm going to use that term loosely because there are 20 bags. And then there are there is the one that is a box. It is not technically a bag, but it says Silencio on it which I thought was kind of interesting. That is a box that I refuse to get rid of. Bags, eh, I can get rid of those. That's not a big deal. Anyway, let's talk about the wand shop. Let's talk about the uh, the other half of it, which is the writing implements. The first thing that you guys notice, there are a lot of brick pieces that are used here. What I'm talking about is like the brick facade pieces that are you know kind of already pre-molded. You don't have to make your own texture I really like the way those are done. There's a lot of really interesting texture on the outside of the building, whether you're talking about above the door, whether you're talking about on the actual bricks themselves, on the walls themselves, the color that goes into play with that as well. And then what is really interesting about Ollivander's, now, granted, there are a ton of stickers with this, but that's not a big deal. But with Ollivander's, you have glass windows that have yellow the yellow, transparent yellow, which is very interesting. I love the way that looks. It adds a whole different feel to it. I can't really place my head around it. It just, when I opened the bag, I was kind of, well, what are these? Why are these? Now, I did tell you guys that I did watch, I am caught up with Harry Potter. I think I have one and a half movies left, but I did get to see all this and now I'm a Harry Potter fan as well. That So that is something... I don't know whether that's good or bad. Uh, some of you are going to say, oh, welcome to the club. Others are going to say, good luck. <laughs> anyway, so on the outside, you have the beautifully rounded windows that are built out, which actually is really neat. It kind of recesses the main door to enter. Uh, there is a sign up on the second floor as well, hanging out front. And then you have some owls that are just chilling, hanging out, doing their own thing. And then if we go to the right side of that, we have the scribbless writing implements. I thought this was kind of funky. So you have a little bit of an overhang here for the scribbless shop itself. So the door is on the right side if you're looking at it from the front. And then you have the windows. And the windows are basically just straight up and down, not a big deal. There's no curve to them. But what is really odd is just kind of how everything went together here. It, it looks really nice. You've got some interesting, simple building techniques. But what I kind of found interesting was the fact that it's kind of barren and open underneath the scribbless window frames itself. And same with the Ollivanders where they use uh, some, some railing type pieces or jail pieces, jail bar pieces. Kind of interesting to do that. I, I would have not expected that. It just adds a different a different look at things than what you might expect. Now, what is even better is 
I'm going to flip this thing around because the outside is great. I had already mentioned it. You have some chimney stacks that are on the top, uh, one on each side, plus one of the chimney stacks is holding a transparent, clear piece of, it's one of the rods that sticks out and it is holding Hedwig, who is clasping a newspaper and it looks like he's flying in. It's actually really, really well done. So to change things up a little bit here, let's talk about the Scribbleless shop itself. So both of these are two floors, two stories, which is really cool. Again, major, major detail that is involved in all of these sets. So if you come into the Scribbleless shop, you know, coming in from the front or whatnot, you notice inside of the very front window, there is a book that is tilted, that is hanging out up there with some writing supplies, I guess just to show like, hey, this is what we have to offer. This is what's going on. And now, I did watch the movies, like I said, and I know of this stuff. I may not know of all the magical, uh, magical type powery stuff that is going on with it. So bear in mind that I might not be at that level as the rest of y'all. <laughs> so I'm going to try my best. But on the wall, you have some interesting writing utensils that are used here. A bunch of those are in different colors. So you have the red, you have the white, you have the blue, you have uh, the, the kind of the burgundy red that is used here. And they're all nice. They're kind of a pain in the butt to put in when you're building it. Definitely wasn't my favorite part of the build. I mean, they're attached by clips, but not, not a major deal. And then you have a table that has uh, a writing quill with a light. And then it's got some writing tablet paper, which is a sticker. And that is okay. I like that. It's simple. But it gets the point across. So if you go upstairs, now there are no stairs on this portion of the build. You have your chimney where you have your little fireplace. It's actually pretty neat the way it's built. I've seen a lot of fireplaces, but there's something about it that just kind of, it seems nice. Upstairs though, along with that, you have a nice little rug that is on the floor here that is used made up by tiles, which is simple. You have a nicely built couch. I do like the way the furniture is built here. Really nice sticker print there for the back of the sofa. You have a chest that has drawers that do not open. There's a skull that is sitting on top. It is not the typical Lego uh, minifig skull that you could think of. It is the newer ones from the new Ninjago season, uh, season 13. It is an all white one and it, eyes are not colored or anything like that. So that is in there. And then you have a red minifig head that is supposed to be a vial of something a container of something it has a lid on the top of it pretty nice not too bad but the best part the writing the writing shop is nice maybe it puts in a movie moment for you my favorite part about this build has to be Ollivanders, and i just knocked my couch loose so i'm gonna slide over to Ollivanders here and on the very bottom there is a staircase that you build and what is great is this staircase is stowable it can fold out so that you can get to the second floor. And then when you're done building, displaying, or you want to butt the modules up to each other, you can fold it in. It is on a turntable to fold in. It is so cool. Underneath, one of the new parts this year for Harry Potter, especially this set, they now have wand boxes. I believe they're one by threes. And you just put a one by three tile on top, put your wand inside. Really, really nice. There is a plethora of them here in this set in general, not just in here. So you've got all your wands that you're going to be using here, and there are a ton of wands as well. So underneath the stairs, you have some wand boxes. You have some makeshift faux wand boxes that are using some just colorful 
uh, tiles and plates and stuff like that to get that look. And then just beyond that, you have the very front end of the store where, you know, it's got a candle in the window. It's just displaying some of the things that you can get in Ollivander's shop, which is cool. He's got a little cash register with a writing utensil that is next to it. And then you also have your, I guess, maybe papyrus. I don't, I don't know what they used in Harry Potter. Whatever the writing uh, paper is. And then you have some more wand boxes that are displayed on the other side of the door. Some tiles on the floor, which make it look really nice. But the best thing about this, there are two very tall, I'm going to call them bookcases. They're wand cases, but they look like giant bookcases with wand boxes just kind of stuffed in in random spots. And there are only two wand cases, one in each of these uh, different builds. One is on the second floor. One is on the first floor. And the rest is done with plates, with tiles, like I said, uh, with the same thing kind of done under the stairs. It's just meant to make it look kind of all over the place, different wands and all kinds of stuff like that. The wand boxes, each respective case, wand case, bookcase, whatever you want to call it, has the ability for the wand to slide in and out. You can take the wand out of the box, put the wand back in the box, put the box back on the shelf. It is cool. It's that simple detail. They didn't have to do it, and they did. It just adds more play to it but at the same time more functionality more accessibility more just fun in general to it so now i'm gonna slide to the upstairs there's a nice railing that is built here and by the way the railings in general in all of these buildings are built beautifully beautifully detailed if if we took a line from john hammond they spared no expense Lego really did not. They did everything right here. There is a sitting chair that is up here that can spin around. You have a ladder, a double-sided ladder that can be used uh, to get to the case of whatever wand cases you're trying to get off of the shelf. There's a nice lamp up here. There's a desk uh, table type thing up here. And some interesting other things that go on here. You have another wand, a few wand cases that have some wands in them and stuff like that laying about. This is so cool. And when I built this, I thought, wow, I love this. This is so amazing. The staircase sold it for me. It is a very bulky staircase. I love staircases. There's something about them. I don't know why. Some of you are laughing. Some of you are saying, oh my God, here we go, here we go again with the staircases. I'm sorry. I apologize. Maybe just a little bit, but I still love my staircases. So let's move on to the next building. We'll save the minifigs for the end because obviously just like you build anything else, Lego minifigs are you know, put into these builds throughout so that by the end you have all your minifigs instead of just having to build 14, 20 of them at the very end or in the very beginning, either way. So the next one that is here is really, really cool. It's the Quidditch supply shop and then the daily profit. The majority of this is taken up by the Quidditch shop. The daily profit is just super duper tiny. We'll start with that one. Okay, we can we can do that. This building technically has three stories. So you have your bottom one for the Quidditch shop, and then you have your bottom for the Daily Profit. But the Daily Profit doesn't even really have a second tier. It has a spider web that is chilling up, just hanging out. You got a spider there. And then down on the bottom on the inside, you have a case of newspapers that are in there. That's it. There's really nothing else going on there. On the front side of it, you have a very nicely built decorative door frame. 
actually really cool looking the way it's done. Some interesting techniques that are used here. Some pieces probably more so than techniques that were used here that I didn't quite expect. And then up on the second floor above that, there's some nice signage for, you know, the Daily Prophet saying, hey, come see the Daily Prophet. This is our stuff or whatever. I don't <laughs> Come come check out some things that we're doing here. <laughs> anyway, so moving along here. Keep on moving, moving, moving. Let's talk about the rest of the front of this building. There are just a few, a few of the molded bricks, like the actual brick-looking bricks here that are used to try and get some, you know, different feel, different texture, but a majority of it. The second floor is pink. Hello. Yes, pink. I love it. Perfect. Awesome. Amazing. And then you have some gray along with that as well. But there are different colors of brown and, and kind of like the nougat colors that are interspersed in here to give that nice, different feel, color. It just makes the pink pop even more. And then you have some really nice uh, tiling decoration that is around the outside of the windows. And the, re the windows are actually... I guess you could say they're recessed. They look recessed. They're not really recessed, just just slightly. But they look so, so well. They It just looks so amazing. The build for those was just kind of fun, just kind of different for a window. Just, again, windows. Some of you are like, staircases, windows, what is wrong with this guy? I know, there's, there's a lot wrong with me. But above, uh, kind of in between the windows, you have a giant... Uh, banner for Quidditch that is hanging there again, stickered piece. And then you have another banner that is here uh, that is supposed to be, I guess, the Hufflepuff. I guess that's what the H is for, maybe. Or maybe it's Hogwarts. I don't know. But you have that on the outside as well, kind of adjacent to the Quidditch sign that is hanging. There's also a lantern, a light lantern that is a cool little build. You see those in a few different of, of the different spots total in this entire set, which is which is really neat. I want to talk about the very front of the Quidditch shop on the very bottom floor. Because when I was building this, I thought, okay, this is neat. We built, where are we going with this build? Okay, we built some pieces, but we don't really have a front. Y'all are going to die of happiness from the cool way that the front of this building was built. The, the front facade was put on. There are a few printed pieces. I, I had forgot to mention about these, but there are printed glass pieces here that have like the individual windows that are basically printed here. It's so cool. So these ones are red. There's green ones that we'll talk about later with the other building. But you have this entire building facade here. The dark red burgundy color, a lot of detail here, ornamental detail even down to the very bottom of the sidewalk. Just a lot of detail, a lot of pop to it, a lot of explosive design as far as catching the eye. So this facade is just basically hooked in. It is built separate, and then it is attached later into the build. It is not like you build a normal modular and you kind of you keep building up. You're adding layers of bricks or plates as you go up. No, 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 no. You build kind of a frame, and then you clip this thing in, and then it sags. It gives it a, a nice angle in the front, a downward angle. It angles inward towards the building. It is so cool. I, I, <laughs> I still don't know. Like I, I've, I've messed with it, and I've looked at it many, many times over. Looked at the instructions a few times after I'd built it and attached it. It's a really cool 
build. It is a very cool technique that is used. I wish I was able to describe it better, but it's basically just hinging. The front facade of the building is just hinging. It is so cool. So you have that. That adds to the interesting design of the building already, plus all the color with the pink. And then we have the sand green here mixed with the dark burgundy red and then the printed pieces I had mentioned. And then out front of that, you have an ornamental detail for Quidditch. And you have uh, this, is it the snitch? The snitch? You have that little thing that is there in that, that pearl gold color, which is neat, right above that. Little little design to help you through that. It's so nice. I really am in love with the front of that building. It is just really, it's a cool build in its own right. So flipping this thing around to the back. By the way, on some of the sides on these builds, they, they use the giant wall panel pieces. Some of them have stickers on them. Some of them don't. Some of them are turned right side out or wrong side out, depending. So that it kind of gives you a little opening, a little cavity there on the side of the building. Again, adding more detail. If you choose to display these by themselves or you choose to butt them up to each other from the backside, like I'd mentioned earlier. So on the inside of the Quidditch shop, let's let's start at the very bottom. It's only natural, right? I, I can't start on a third story and then drop down again. Detail, detail, detail. So there's a nice little rug that you're coming in for the Quidditch supplies. It, QQS that's on it. It's nice. You have a you have two minifigs here, but they have blackheads. There's nothing on them. They're just supposed to be like Quidditch costumes, right? This is what you're supposed to be wearing type stuff. You have a rack of almost, I'm going to call them batons. It's the little Dan from Between the Bricks called them beaters. Like you're beating the people as you're playing Quidditch. I don't know what the technical name is, but we're going to go with those weapons of Quidditch. <laughs> well, weapon of Quidditch. Yeah, there we go. So you have those. You have a rack of those. You have your minifig that is standing uh, in the glass, in the display case to show like, hey, this is the newest costume that we have that you can wear and you can get it here at the shop, blah, 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 blah. Then you have the ultimate amazing, awesome broom that is built up here on display in front of the other side of the window. And then you have some racks of uh, different clothing of different varying colors just to give that appeal like you're in an apparel shop. It's almost like going into a sporting goods store is what it felt like. And then as you move to the second floor, there are no stairs here. Unfortunately, you just have to use your imagination or build your own stairs out. Maybe you can build your own swivel stairs. huh? huh? But what I thought was really neat in between the floors here, it's almost as if if you were to take a cut section of a home, I don't know how they build homes all around the world, clay homes or something like that. I don't I, I this is not going to apply, but a normal standard kind of like wood home. And you can see the cross beams that are going through. And it's kind of neat the way it's done, just the way it is built, just to show, to give that extra depth, that extra perception that is going on here. Like, wow, I'm almost kind of looking at a cutaway here. It's actually really kind of neat. Again, detail. And on the back, there's a few bricks, those molded, specifically molded bricks to add detail. They didn't have to put them in on the back, but they did, a few, just to break up the monotony of the gray, which is, is it's awesome. I love it. And then you pair that with the idea that you can almost like look through the floor. I love that. So on the second floor, you have the other minifig that I talked about who's wearing a costume, kind of standing in the window, just basically a display case. You have a display of more brooms, your basic broom, then your next level up, you know, so on and so forth, that type thing. And then there's a nice little sticker sign here that says, feel free to test fly any of our brooms. I'm telling you now, test fly those things before you buy it because you walk out, it's yours. You can't return it. 
And then you have another chest that's got some other things in it. It has a, a beater in it. It's got some little red balls that are in it. I'm not really quite sure what those are from or what those are for. Those of you that are Harry Potter nerds, which I implore you to be because I love Harry Potter now, it's kind of cool uh, just to have that in there. And then you have a bookcase. There's a lot of bookcases in general that you build in these total four buildings. There's a lot. And this one, again, more apparel, different colors, plates, tiles, modified tiles. That's basically what you're doing to build these. Nothing crazy and over the top, wild, amazing. It's just nice. It adds more detail. It adds more color. It adds more pops of thing to be able to catch your eye. Again, detail, detail, detail. If only the modulars had this much detail, as much as these do. Anyway, uh, up on the very third floor, there's really nothing to do here. So there is a rat or a mouse, whatever you want to call it, that is up there with a block of cheese. I believe that's supposed to be uh, the Ron's rat guy. I can't remember his name, but I'm pretty sure that is supposed to be him. So along with the rat mouse thing, whatever it is, you got him, your cheese, and there's a couple builds that are supposed to be like cardboard boxes that are up here, you know, just doing their thing, chilling, holding whatever goodies are here, you know, whatever else is going on. And then you have newspapers. You have a stack of newspapers that are up here. Why? Why, why, why? The boy who lived. Yes, we know the boy who lived. The boy who lived because of that crazy man that tried to kill him. How crazy, right? Anyway, and then you have some newspapers on the roof of all places. Why? And some more other debris that's kind of up there. Your chimney is up there as well, which actually looks really, really nice. It's one of my favorite chimneys that Lego has done. Aside from the first one that we talked about, which is bent, and I really like that. However, one of the cool things that is up here on this floor, on the very top here, is the windows. And the, what the windows have is their window panes are, I think they're tan pieces that are used here. But they have printing of newspapers like you're trying to cover up the windows. Like, stay out. Don't don't come in here. There's there's stuff going on, and I don't want you to see. And maybe you're trying to hide or whatever. I don't, I don't know. What's going, whatever's going on in there. The mouse is trying to hide, right? The rat. Either way, it's just more detail. I love it. It's really, really cool. It's very interesting. And as a whole, this is a, it's just a fun little building in its own right. Aside from the fact that the Daily Prophet is kind of, eh, you know, it's okay. But it was included. And then the minifig, which, again, we'll get to that later. Let's talk about the third building because the third building is pretty wicked as well. All right, on to this next building here. And what we have here is we have two things, yet again, two awesome, cool things here. You have Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor, and you have Flourish and Blots, which is really kind of cool. I really do like the way this building looks in particular because of what is going on here. There are a few loose pieces that are hanging out, just chilling. So let's talk about the ice cream parlor first. There's some cool yellow color that is used in here. Not like, hey, man, that color is cool. No, like the color is cool yellow. You know, the same one that we used on the Fiat 500. Sorry, Italy. Right, right Will? <laughs> anyway, uh, the very front of this thing is really neat. This, this entire roof section of the ice cream parlor was built in a very wonky way. A lot of slopes that were used here. A lot. I think they were one by four, one by three, and one by twos that were used here in that darker brown color, that chocolatey brown. You love it. And you have that. And it really makes the texture of the roof really nice. I'm running my hand across it like right now. Like, oh, wow, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So they use it on both floors here. They use it up on the second floor, and they use it as, as the roof on the, uh, you know, just above the first floor. Now, there is an overhang that is going on here that is supposed to be 
kind of like your sunshade or whatever out in front, you know, while your people are eating their ice cream, like, hey, man, I'm eating my ice cream out here and I'm going to catch some rays, but I don't want to be in the sun completely. So I'm going to hang out under this sunshade here. I don't know how they talk in Harry Potter land, but that's how they talk in my head. And then you have a table and some chairs. Now, I showed April B this and I told her, I said, April, oh my God, these chairs, these chairs are so magical. Of course, Harry Potter, right? You have a regular chair. And then you have one by two rounded ended modified plates that have the hole in the middle, right? Where the studs are supposed to be. And then they take teeth or claws, whatever you want to call these white teeth claw thingies. There we go. So professional. And they shove them in the bottom of this to make legs on this. It is the coolest set of chairs I've ever built on all the modulars that I've built. And I haven't built them all, but I built many of them in other chairs. And these are by far my favorite. However, they are very loose and they can slide around. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...and move around, so do not lose track of them, unless you find a way to batten them down. In fact, we've got some crazy storm going on here where I'm going on living in right now, so I have to batten down my chairs before they blow away. But what it's going to need is the very front of this storefront is okay. The cool yellow is really neat, but the overhang that is here is clipped in after the fact, and then it is supported by lipstick. Yes, you heard me right. It is supported by lipstick. No, it's not technically supported by the lipstick. It hangs there. And the lipstick is used in another piece that hinges to pretend as if it is holding it up. It's just the idea of that it's holding it up. But it's lipstick. You have three lipstick pieces that are used here to make it look like this is hanging up. And I thought, I thought it was kind of neat. It's different. It's unique. Good, good parts usage, Lego. I like that. And then you have a table and a set of chairs with some purple ice cream that is sitting on the first floor roof just to show like, hey, this is where it's at. Come and get it. And then you also have your sign for Flourish and Blots that is kind of, it's not really overhanging, but it's kind of like, hey, we're, we're right here. Don't forget about us. I know you're going to get ice cream, but come in here. So as we move further to the other side, to the right side of this thing, again, the sign for Flourish and Blots, which is actually built up sign. It's actually quite built up. Uh, for a sign. I, I did not expect that. But Flourish and Blots, you have some books that are down out in front that are attached. They are not books that can be removed. They are built that way to look like books. I wish the, the bookstore had these. I might have to steal the idea. Just saying. Anyway, and then again, we get into the printed glass pieces that I had talked about. Not, not the newspaper stuff. The ones that have the outlining of what is supposed to be like window segments, like uh, the, the glass block type stuff. And this one is green. The other one was red that we talked about that was on the other building. This one is green. And there's a lot of sand green that's used in this. There's a lot of that dark kind of foresty green and stuff. So you have your glass. As we move up to the second floor, this is one of the cooler outcroppings that I have built for, it's not a bay window, but the second floor has this window that sticks out. And it is such a cool way that it was built. It is something that I really didn't think about ever. In my life. And it's not so much the window itself, but 
the supporting of the window section underneath because you're trying to display things to show as people are walking by or whatever, you know, window shopping, I don't think is really a thing anymore. It's definitely not here in Texas. However, it's, it's just trying to get it out there be like, Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. And it's a really cool way that it was designed. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it is a really cool technique that is used and it's just hinging. And then it's attaching by a few studs. That's it. There's not a whole lot holding it in place. And I love it. And then on each side of the window section itself, you use some of the uh, the dragon sword head pieces that come from Ninjago with some flippers. And you just build up some ornamental decoration on each side, which I thought was really nice. Again, detail, detail, detail. I keep going back to that. And I'm not going to stop. As you move up, you have an all black roof here. Again, slopes that are used. These are varying. These are not one by whatever. They are one by four. They're one by three, I think. Two by three, three by three, whatever. There's a bunch of different slopes different kinds of slopes that are used here. And then you have two roof caps that are on here just to give it some extra detail on the top. Now on the back side on the inside, since we're already talking about flourishing blots, let's let's do this now. Let's start on the first floor. You come in and you have a stack, a bookcase again. Yes, a bookcase. I told you there's a lot of bookcases and there's one on the next floor as well. So get used to it. There's a really cool bookcase that is built here. Again, books aren't removable, but it's the idea of what they do here. Then there is a book, a stack of books that is on the floor, which is kind of cool. And then they use the piece that originally came out with the DC minifigures this year, where it allows them to do like these action pose so that one of the books is kind of tilted in a different way instead of just being stacked on top, which I thought was kind of neat. In the middle of the room, you have a nicely built column. I thought that was really cool. I didn't quite know what I was building at first until it was already built. And I was like, oh, it's a column. I really like the way that looks. Some sand, sand green and some black. That always works really, really well together. And then you have the Gilderoy Lockhart book <laughs> that is sitting in the window. It is just a tile with a sticker on it. There are actual books of his that are, that are in the set. Uh, a few of the characters have them as their accessories, the minifigs. So there is that as well. So then you move up. And again, nice railing, right? I told you I wasn't going to let it go. Another nice railing, another nice staircase. Now, this staircase is not as great as the other one. It's not. It doesn't swivel. Or does it? It does swivel away. <laughs> it can be closed. It can be lifted up and down. It does not swivel left or right, but it swivels up and down. And you can put it down or you can put it up. Or you can put it down or you can put it up. I like the decoration it is used here for the handrail on the side pieces that I would never have thought of to use for handrails on a, on steps, on stairs, are just amazing to me. So we take our little minifigure, we're going straight up. Now, these stairs are see-through in the sense that it is the solid stair piece, which is okay. It's okay for what it is. And I think that it had to be like this to be able to be used in the way that it is. The other one was built up so much, but it was able to swivel away. I think uh, weight would have been an issue here with that. When you get to the top, there is another placard that says Flourish and Blots. It is right in front of you. So if you didn't know where you were, now you do. And then there's some interesting things that are up here. You have a gold lantern. I like that. I really like the gold lantern design. I've never seen that anywhere else. I've never seen a gold lantern in anything else. Maybe Ninjago. Or maybe in Hidden Side is, you know, like some little kitschy thing. I don't really know. Don't really remember. But, Yeah. You have some books that are stacked on the floor again, and another cool bookcase. I love the bookcases. Again, hey, take these, put them in the bookshop, or, you know, maybe you create your own after you look at this, and you're like, hey, <laughs> I like the way this is done. The binding on the books, 
a lot of these books, specifically in this bookshop, use the one by one uh, brick. <laughs> We're going to call it a brick that is rounded on the ends, right? It, they, they came out, I think, this year. They used it on the bookshop specifically. They were, they were dark bluish gray and I think light bluish gray. They used them as kind of the, um, the spouting down the side of the building to give that accent around the building. I, I thought it was really neat uh, to see these used as book bindings here. I really like the way this is done. Plus, again, a plethora of different colors of elements here. Similar elements, just different colors to make it look like there's a bunch of different unique books here. So there's really nowhere to sit up here. There's no chair. There's no... So I, I'm kind of thinking like, oh, I wish I would have... Just a tiny little chair build or something like that. I'd have been okay with. But there is a book here. And I'm not quite sure what this book is. This is an actual book that can be opened and closed. You know, that mold that they have. And then it's it's got a spell in it. I don't remember which spell it is. But it has a spell that is in there. And it's just a little one by two tile that, you know, clips into place in it. And it, it is displayed right there for you to see. I do like the way that looks on the inside. Although, I feel like something's missing. I just don't know what. Maybe a chair. But I'm not quite sure what else is missing. If we slide to the right, because we're on the back side now. We're going to slide over to the ice cream parlor, and I do like this one. On the bottom floor, you have the checkered, black and white checkered tiling of the floor, which is really kind of neat. You have a what is supposed to be like a cake dish that is on the end of the counter. You have an ice cream cup that is filled, a clear cup that is filled. You have some cups that are on the back wall as well that are displayed to say, hey, you know, this is what we got here. I was hoping for more ice cream. I was hoping for something afterwards you know i built it and you know you stop and you look and you're like what's missing i don't know is there something missing i would have preferred that maybe maybe even like a little cash register and again you could do all this stuff yourself i could do all this stuff myself well i know probably not and i'm not complaining i do love this anyway so we move up to the second floor no stairs that's okay no room for stairs and then you have a beautifully built rug out of tiles and uh, plates here and then you have a table, a purple table of all places with a teacup and, and a, a kettle that is up here and an orange chair. I love the orange chair. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love the way it looks. And a nicely built lamp, a new way of building a lamp, something I didn't quite expect. This lamp itself, it's simple. The base, the stand itself, easy. But the way to get the swivel on the lamp to get it at a certain angle, I'm going to say it's a like 45 degree angle. They used a black hot dog or black sausage, whatever you want to call it. I was like, what are y'all doing here? I love it. Thank you so much. And also the chair swivels as well as I'm putting this lamp back in here. Like it's not fitting. My big human fingers are not, but it does come across really nice. It looks really nice. I really do like the way this looks on the inside. Again, I just wish there was like a little bit more. You do have a window that is up here on the second floor that can open. It has the two pieces that allow it to open. It is a, uh, not a skinny window. That's technical. Just in case you didn't know skinny windows, Lego. <laughs> Anyway, uh, on the sides of this building, again, big wall panel pieces because you're trying to build up room and stuff like that. You're trying to build up as quickly as you can as, as and also trying to keep part count down, keep it cheaper. But at the same time, I'm assuming, you know, rigidity there with its structure. And then there is a another sticker. It says, have you seen this wizard? And it's supposed to be of serious black that is on the outside. Now, to one of the buildings that I did not expect to capture the imagination of my mind. I did not see this one coming at all. I thought, looking at it originally, I thought, it's a bunch of orange. Lavender, cool. I love lavender. 
Love the smell of lavender. Love the color of lavender. I thought orange, just way too much. It seemed like an orange explosion. Like it was overly pumpkin-y. It just, it just felt like it was too much. And then I built it. <laughs> of course, that's the way it always is. <laughs> so I built it. And this was probably my favorite technically built set as far as the rest of the buildings go. There is so much technique that is gone in here to get the shaping of the corner of the Weasley's Magic Shop. That is what you're building here. You have uh, Nocturne Alley, which is just a tiny little corner piece of this, which is okay. It's it's really not much to it. It's it's very basic and kind of simple, and there's really just not a whole lot here going on with it. And it's fine, but it's just Nocturne Alley. There are two doors that you can use to enter into the Weasley shop, but before I get there, I do have one complaint here. One little bugaboo that I have a complaint. Some of you are going to say, oh, gee whiz, man. The stickers that are used here are fine. It's just in the way that they are printed. I wish Lego would print to the very edge of the sticker itself. When you're trying to get something that says, always wheeze guaranteed, well, the wheeze word is split between the E and the Z. And the problem becomes, it doesn't matter how close you get them to each other, they never look like they are technically in line with each other. They are never close enough. And it bothers the bejeebus out of me. It, it drives me nuts. I wish that was something that would change in the future. And there's a few different sets that are like that. And it's the same on one of the other pieces here because it's rounded. And you go around one side of the rounded part to the next side, and there's a big gap again. It's like, ah, make this sticker longer, print it to the edge, please, for the love of God. And this is a 16 plus set, so maybe that's why they did not. But I'm looking at you, Lego. I love the design. I love the idea. Sticker execution. <laughs> anyway, let's keep moving along. Not get bogged down by stickers, man. This wicked thing. Orange, lavender, like I said. The very corner of this building is rounded out. It's great. There is a a function here. There is a little action feature that goes on here with the, the gentleman that has his top hat on and he's got his arms hanging out or one arm down, uh, pointing down, you know, kind of on his hip, like, oh, I'm something amazing. How are you doing today, sir? And in his other hand, it is coming up and is lifting his hat off. Some technic function here, but not too much, just a few technic pieces. And there is a little tiny, I say little tiny, there is a technic arm that is sticking behind that that is hidden by the purple by, by the lavender let me be more technical specific and when you move it it lifts his hat off of his head you might be able to hear it his face is built up all by brick by plates it's not something that is pre-made you make it it's actually kind of neat you make the body on the inside and depending how hard you hit this technic arm depends on how far his hat flies I was messing with it and it went quite far the other day and I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? It doesn't fly away to the sense that it's, it's gone forever. I did not have that issue. But it does send it off a good distance. Now, the reason that it is not flying forever in a day and you know dislocating his elbow is because there is a pizza wedge piece here that is in yellow that matches the other tiles that are here to help stop it from moving. Nice design. But you just want to go up, down, up, down, just like that. This entire section right here was very complex in its building because of what you're trying to accomplish with this mechanism. The arms are literally sticking through the windows. <laughs> 
something I never would have expected out of Lego in my life. But it is sticking through the windows, and it is kind of neat. But there are a ton of windows that are used here in general. You stack them on top of each other, and then you stack another set, and then you turn them 45 degrees, and you stack another set. The outside of the building of this was really cool to build. A lot of the bricks that I talk about, the molded bricks that are supposed to give that detail, there's one by fours, there's one by twos, there's just a bunch. There's a few that are light bluish gray, the rest are lavender. They're just everywhere on here, and it looks so nice. I love I love the exposed brick look when, when you go to certain buildings, older buildings, and some, you know, like there's plaster that's falling off the outside, and then you see the exposed brick. It's just something I really enjoy myself just to look at. So... Really cool the way it's built on the outside. Some interesting techniques to get the shaping, to get the mechanism to be able to function like that, and to basically just do a lot of the shaping in general. You've got to think outside of the box here, and Lego definitely did that. So as I start to spin this thing around to the back, you have a door, one on the side, one in the front, and then you have this interesting little decoration that is hanging off in between window segments, and it's purple not lavender. It's actually purple and orange kind of mixed together. I don't really know what's going on with it. I'm not really sure what that is. I don't really recall from any of the movies, but it is there. And then you have one of the lanterns that we have seen before that are hanging up on the outside to be able to light the street or walkway. And then we get to the edge of the building, to the one side, and there's a bunch of stickers. You have the dark mark sticker that is here. You have a big W with lightning bolts on it and then you have a jinx off sticker which i thought was okay all right sure and then we move around to the back now remember i need you to go way back in your brain housing group way back and think hmm when we were talking about the chinese new year sets remember i said you know it had these little balls and they were you know they were dressed up with like tassels on the bottom and stuff like that and they were red and i I, if i'm not mistaken i think some were maybe gold maybe not maybe they're just red well we have lime I, I I don't think it's even lime green. It's like a, it's like the winter green. Not even I, winter green is the wrong color here. It's it's like a light green. It's lighter than lime. And then you have some black that goes here with these balls. And there's four of them. So you have two black, two green. And I'm s- assuming it's supposed to be balloons. I like the way it's look, the the way it looks, the way it is attached. It's unique. The only thing is, if you are going to butt these buildings up to each other, you're probably going to need to remove that because it is on a robot arm that allows it to swivel on a hinged piece. But that's not a big deal. Not not a big deal at all. So then as we come around to the very back, again, we have stairs. Stairs! Woo! Except these stairs are beyond amazing. <laughs> I can attest to this one. So before we get real deep into the stairs, on the very bottom floor... There's all kinds of things that are going on. Now, mind you, this is their store. They're kind of like their joke shop, whatever else you want to call it. And there are different boxes of different things that have stickers on them that are different products, obviously. There's displays with different products. So let's start at the bottom. In the very bottom, in the belly of the beast, right, there is a beautiful shelf shelving unit that is built here with different products on there. They use some glitter bricks here. Woo-woo! More color, more excitement. And then underneath the stairs, you have Dancing Doxy, which is a stickered box. And then you have some other stuff that is on top of that. You have your cash register that is here so that you can, you know, make some money in the Lego world. Then you have this interesting case that is in the middle of the floor. And I thought, okay, I get what's going on here. And then build it. 
And in the bottom, you kind of have a crystal ball and you've got some other products on the next two shelves. And then you put the top on. You're like, okay. Mind you, this is made out of just plates and, and the rail pieces, the, the, the struts in between a railing. I don't, spindles. There we go. It's supposed to be the spindles here. And they're using the same color, that sand green, and it looks nice. But what I found interesting, okay, well, we're going to build a second floor here. It supports the second floor, y'all, right in the middle. The second floor attaches to the top of this thing. I was thinking, I can't remove this now. And I'm like, wait, this is ingenious. This gives rigidity to the entire structure. And it's not just there. That entire column moves the whole way up to be able to give even more rigidity, more stiffness to this. I love it. It's beautiful. So then let's move up to the second floor here. We're going to take the stairs. We're going up. There's some lollipops that are up here. I guess you can call them lollipops. And then you have another case of different things. You have uh, a case of, there's like a goblet, wine goblet in there. There's some sort of blue crystal. Does it hold mysterious powers? And then there's a box that is on the very top that has a printed a printed a sticker on it on this piece and then that attaches to the third floor i know right mind blown to be able to support all this it's so cool because i thought after i built it and i go back and i look and i'm like wow you really have to know what's going on here to really appreciate that bookcase well it's not even a bookcase these stands to be able to support this i thought it was kind of neat just to give it rigidity in the middle there anyway so just beyond that on the very front wall of, of the building from the inside look anyway you have some stack boxes of weasley stuff i think it says fred weasley's you know box of greatness is what it should just say but it's a basic blaze box you know because the blaze stuff they did in the movie <laughs> yeah anyway then there is another case that is in not in the middle it's in the corner and it is kind of hidden you don't really see much of it unless you have some good lighting on it but it doesn't have anything really specific in it. It just has some different jars and some canisters and some cartons and stuff like that for things that you're building. Now, the railing on this floor, the railing that is going up uh, along the stairs on the second floor to the third floor, and the railing on the third floor is amazing. The spindles are made out of cone pieces. You know what I'm talking about. The one brick high cone pieces. So they use a magenta color here. They use the sand green and they use that like light orange color. Oh, it's like a like a dreamsicle orange. I love it. Anyway, so we're going to move up to the next floor here. Another light, by the way. There are two lights that are in here just hanging, you know, just chilling. The lights just lighting the way because that's what they do, right? <laughs> Dad joke. Anyway, we're up to the third floor now. And as we hit the landing, everything gets tight and crunched in here. And you're like, I don't have any room to maneuver my hands. You're right. You don't. I apologize. Lego apologizes for you. <laughs> but to be able to get in here just to see some things, you have a geode crystal thing that is on a shelf on a table that is up here. You have some more boxes from the Weasley brothers. that's just chilling. Some other things. There's another display case that has some of the micro figs that are in it. And then there's really nothing else. You can actually see the mechanism that is used to make the hat the arm and the hat move off of the top of the display in the front corner. I think that's kind of neat. You can just kind of see the functionality in there, even though it is hidden. I, li I, I like that. It's just cool to be able to see. There is a section of the roof that can open to the side just a little bit. I don't really know that it really is supposed to be open as much as it is just meant to look like it can open or it was just 
to get that angle because it's hinged on the Technic pin. And then the very front of the third floor, the roof, the roof section, right? How are you going to get this roof to close, to look finished? And I had already mentioned this entire set already had an interesting technique as far as how everything was built, attached, the functionality here. And then they throw in the roof. And I literally thought to myself, how on earth can you get this roof, this angled piece in here? You build it separate, you hook it, slide it in, and plop that sucker down and lock it in. That is literally all you do. I say literally all you do. But it's brilliant in the steps that it took to get there to that point. Thank you, Mr. Besa, Besa, the lead designer on this. Fantastic. Great idea. Really cool. Something I haven't seen before. I've seen roof sections that have been hinged before. That's nothing new. It's just the way of building it and then getting it in there afterwards. Because it's just kind of like, hook it, slide it, get it in there. Done. Right? Beautiful. So the building as a whole took my breath away after I got through it. Not even after I got through it. As I was building it. Just because of what you're building and how you're building it. I like that kind of thing. I like the detail that is used here on the outside. Just simple ornamental detail of having a jumper tile allowing you to offset just ever so slightly to be able to get something to stick out and give that extra design. Something as simple as taking a one by two plate and then putting a tile just on one side of it. It just adds extra detail. It's beautiful. It's beautiful the way it is done on all of these buildings. But this is by far, it has to be my favorite because of the mechanism and the way this entire thing was designed. Plus on the inside, it is sticker city on the inside. It is. That's the largest sticker sheet of all of them, if I'm not mistaken. But it's the way it's done. So let's talk about minifigs because there are a bunch of them. All right. We are ready for some minifigs. But before I do that real quick, there are two things that I failed to mention that are extra builds that hang on the outside of uh, these different things. And one of them is specifically used from the Daily Prophet. And it is just a writing desk. It's just kind of hanging out out there, you know, nothing big or amazing. It's just meant to sit outside of it, I guess, or wherever you want to put it, something like that. And then for the Weasleys, they have kind of this little like love potion thing that is meant to hang out out front or you know, put it inside or do whatever you want with it. But there is that as well. So let's get to the minifigs. There are 14 minifigs and then there's an extra. Shh, don't tell anybody. Okay, don't tell anybody. No, it's not mine. So we get Mr. Rubius Hagrid yet again in his big dumb, his giant minifig form. I, can you call him? He's not a big fig, but he's not a minifig. He's just a big minifig. There we go. Ha <laughs> ha! With his umbrella. Then you get the Weasley brothers, and they look different, obviously, because their prints on their chest is completely different. However, their faces are slightly different. One, you have a laughing happy face, a laughing face with his eyes closed, and a happy face, and then the other, you kind of have more of a joking face, and then a smirk so you do have your Weasley brothers that are there, your your twins, which is nice. Then you have Molly. You have Molly Weasley, Mom Weasley, with her mom hair there. And she's got this kind of a devious look and then this happy, hey, Harry, look on her face. I do like that. Again, 
I wish Lego printed these dress pieces that are supposed to be used for minifig legs or stand in place of minifig legs. I wish that they were printed and it's not on her either. It's just standard fare, but it's kind of depressing. I wish it was. And then we move on to Jenny Weasley and she's got a sad face and a happy face. And I love her hair. Hair isn't new, but still nice. Then you have her stickered book of Gilderoy Lockhart, magical me. You have, she's carrying around his book and I do like her print on her torso. It actually does look pretty nice. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it, but I do like the color of her minifig uh, torso. And then the print goes well as well. (laughs) See what I did there. Then we move on to Ron Weasley and he's got the, this is child Ron Weasley, by the way, and child, 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 all the children, Harry Potter children. (laughs) They are all in their child, children, little person, tiny kid form. They're, they're mini legs. They're short legs. Anyway, so he's in his attire for Hogwarts, just like the next few that we're going to talk about here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, you know, hair is okay. Scared face. Happy face. Not a big deal. And then we move along to Hermione. I love Hermione. She's got that devious look of like, seriously, you didn't know that? And then the concerned look on the back like, oh, this is a problem. Mind you, there are plenty of wands for these folks, so not a big deal. Then you have boy Harry, yet again, right? Then he has a happy face, and then you flip it around, and he's got cracked glasses. I thought his cracked glasses was a misprint. I thought, oh, there's a problem here with this. This did not get printed right. And on closer examination, no, it's his glasses supposed to be cracked. I like that. Obviously, he's got his spots on his head, which is important if you know anything about Harry Potter. I do now. Yay, I'm part of the club. And then he has his dirty face and then his kind of befuddled look of like, what in the world just happened? Then we move on to Draco Malfoy and he's got his angry face. He doesn't like Harry Potter. I love his hair, his slick back hair. It looks like a vampire. And then he has the other face of, instead of being angry, very suspicious, very arrogant face and his little version as well. His uh, house clothing emblem as well with the Slytherin. And then we move on to Father Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy, that silly hair. I don't like this hair, but it fits for what it is. I love his print. I love the very front of it. I like the way it kind of just ties everything together. The, the, it's not a locket, whatever is hanging around his neck. I love the way that looks. And then it's even printed down onto the legs. Really cool. Plus then he comes with his, his wand is not the right thing. His little bar, his little cane thing that he's carrying around. I do like the way that looks. Then we move on to Gilderoy Lockhart himself and his magical me book, because he's going to carry it around. Of course, and be like, <laughs> look at me. He comes with a cape. It is purple on one side. It is yellow on the other. And then he's got two different faces as well. He's got his face of like, I'm about to sell a bunch of books. Don't you want to come meet me? And then you flip it around and he's got some sweat coming down like, oh, this is not okay. This is not good. I like the way, yet again, I love the color that he has here. But yet again, I love the print that is on here. 
I'm not seeing any printing issues with these. They do look pretty nice. There's not a whole lot of white printing here to be able to really say, oh, this wasn't dark enough. But it does look really, really sharp. And then we move on to another character who we have seen before. It's not the first time. Probably won't be the last time. But we have Mr. Ollivander himself and his hair. I love his hair. <laughs> it looks so silly from the front, but it's so awesome from the back. Yet again, it's a sensory thing. Like You could just touch his hair and be like, wow, that is so cool. His wavy locks that he's got going on that are falling out in the front. I wish it was a better job of matching up his beard that goes up to the top of his head with his hair. I think that would have been better. It feels like the minifig hair has to be pulled forward just slightly on the sides to be able to accomplish that. Probably won't ever happen. But, hey, we can dream. Then he's got his... Uh, happy face on one side and then his other kind of stoic face on the other side with a nice, yet again, printed torso. And then we move along. We've already seen this hair once, right? We just talked about it. Instead of it being gray, now it's going to be that dark brown. And who else but Florian Fortescue and his ice cream? Welcome to the show. He's got an orange cup here with some ice cream and a spoon. I do like the way this looks. His print of his torso is phenomenal. I love the way this looks. It is just meant to be like a, a vest with a shirt, a bow tie type stuff. But I love the way it looks. It's even printed around to the back. So he's got a smile on and he's got a kind of a plain Jane face on of like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Not a whole lot going on with that. <laughs> but he is exclusive. He has never been made before in minifig form. So keep your eyes on that one. Then we move on to the last minifig. Well, almost the last minifig. The Daily Prophet Photographer. Yes, the Daily Prophet Photographer and his brick-built camera. It is not one that you see with the city stuff. It is his own brick-built camera. It's actually pretty neat the way it's built. He's got his big old hat that he's got here. I love this. It's dual-molded with his hair in it. And then his suit that he's wearing, his print looks actually pretty nice. It's printed on the back, printed on the front. And his tiny little legs, his wee little legs. That wasn't a very good accent. I know, I apologize. <laughs> Again, exclusive and then we move on to the Harry Potter that comes in box 21, not bag 21, box 21, remember I said? And you have a different version of Harry here. The minifig face is identical. It's the same. There's nothing new about it, but even the hair is the same. But it's the fact of what he's wearing. His clothes are different, and I do like that. I do wish that his hair was his hair was the same, but I do wish his face was different. It's the exact same head. I do wish it was different. But he does go on this little stand. Him and Hagrid go on this stand. And then there is a big tile that says, Welcome, Harry, to Diagon Alley. It's supposed to be something that Hagrid said. It's nice. It says Lego. It says Harry Potter on it. It's pretty darn cool. And it's a nice brick-built stand. I like the way it's done. You can sit it up in front of Diagon Alley, however you want to do it, whatever you want to do with it, however you want to play with it, whatever you want to display it. Doesn't really matter to me. Doesn't matter. As long as you have fun with it, that's all I really care. I, I just hope you enjoy it. Enjoy the, the greatness of this entire thing. I just bumped my microphone. So, with that said, that is all the buildings. That is all the minifigs. Let's talk about everything else. Some of you are going to say, wow, $400. You're, you're getting a steal here. You are essentially getting two modulars is basically what it is coming down to. Even though they are not complete modulars. Okay? We already know that. But you're getting something that you could finish off if you wanted to put it back on but why put it back on it you're just going to cover up all the awesomeness that is on the inside there's details galore and if you're a harry potter nut kind of like the star wars folks that are out there or myself like with ghostbusters or jurassic park that kind of stuff 
you're going to pick out details that other people are not, like myself, are not going to pick out. And you're going to be like, holy cow, holy smokes. That is so amazing and wonderful, awesome. And it is. There's so many little things here. Just the outside of the buildings alone. The details that were taken on the inside. The stairs that fold away. Huge. Huge. I love it. It's phenomenal. I love the way all of this looks. I loved the build process. Just the the creation from the outside to the details inside to the techniques that were used. And I don't even know what all the techniques are called. It's not my realm, but they are really, really cool. And I think you guys are really going to appreciate everything that is here. So when you guys have an opportunity to build this, if you are going to build it, let me know what you think. I would love to know what you think. I would love to be able to go back to tell Lego, be like, hey, they love this. You you need to do something else. (laughs) Some of you that are Potter fans have been waiting on this a long time. I know. I know. I get it. And I was not a Harry Potter person at all until I started building this. I reached out to Marcos, who was the builder for this, and tweeted to him and said, dude, this is one of the best builds I've ever built. One of my favorite. This this is definitely in my top five. This may challenge for my number one of all time. Kind of like Will and I talk about, this may be my number one of all time. I'm going to have to really examine, but I think this could definitely push for my number one. Anyway, with that said, I hope you guys enjoyed this entire thing. I am glad you have hung through it with me. It was a long one, but hopefully you're building this as you're listening. Like, wow, I, hey. And you're taking in these details and appreciating them. And I hope you guys have a happy building time. Next week, we have more stuff to talk about. We have more sets to discuss. And just, in general, more Lego fun. So stick around next week. I'll talk to you guys next time. And as always, I'm your minifig host, Matt. Let's build on it.